Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hello once again and welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. I'm Josiah with my co-host, Travis Ross, here to bring you more information more bad puns, more dad jokes on this, the 50th <laughs> episode of the Print on Demand cast. Travis, how's ooh, it going, ooh, man? It's going good. I like how uh, for our video watchers, you know, you just, you, oh, no, it's the other way. You did like this and you like, when you said my name, you like gestured to me and it was like, <laughs> it's like we could like, you know, oh, touch, give a high five. Uh, this is such good audio right now. It is. It is very good audio. <laughs> audio no, gold no. from your podcast professionals. That's right. We're here playing a little game of Brady Bunch, uh, <laughs> trying to interact between the squares here. Uh, but now, Travis, how's things going, man? Good, good, good. Um, it's uh, it's Monday and had our it first is. kind of day back. Um, it was you know it's busy day, but it was it was good kind of getting back in the swing of things. We yeah. all of our kids were at a conference this last weekend, so it was just my wife and I all weekend long. Nice. Had kind of a staycation. Um, it was <laughs> really fun. We we actually went out a couple times and did one night like I think it was was it Friday night. We went out and we uh, had a you know a real nice steak dinner and just hung out and uh, yeah. you know. It was, it was good. It was a, it was a lot of fun, but now today, you know, we're back, um, both, you know, obviously my son is my production manager, so he's here. And then lastly, last week I alluded to the guy who quit. So we had my daughter (laughs) come in and she's kind of doing a little, um, she's helping us out with uh, some DTG right now. And so it's like, you know, kind of a family affair (laughs) here. I mean, we have a couple of employees, but it's nice to having them both here on site every day and getting to see them. So it's, it's, it's good times, you know, we're, we're trying to find somebody else for DTG. We've got, you know, uh, got a few people that we're going to interview next week. And, um, but uh, so far so good, you know, we haven't missed any orders or any deadlines or anything like that. It's, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, thank goodness it's it's been pretty good. How about how about you? Yeah. I see that you are in ah, a yes. different location, aren't you? Yes, new digs, folks. Uh, moved <laughs> into a new place this weekend. Uh, this last weekend on Saturday, I uh, cannot tell you how nice it is to have a space that I can actually permanently turn into a studio of sorts. You can see here some more great audio. Ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> some foam. Ah, yes. Oh, and then you turn over here, and what do you have? A closet and a guitar. Oh, yes, look. <laughs> so much room for activities. Yes, okay. <laughs> ah, yes, okay. Jo- Jeff Jeff Goldblum's going to go away. Ah, yes. Okay, so, no, seriously, very exciting uh, to be uh, in, in our new space here, uh, yeah. you know, getting getting uh, everything settled, making it a home. So very exciting, man. And on the work front, um another huge weekend uh far as sales wise go had another shirt kind of go viral with one of our Mm. clients and so uh he sold the crap out of that but we had a a two-hour standstill because we had to get ac installed and they had to like cut the power to everything so thankfully our our second shifters are uh are there now kind of making up for some lost time but i'm just glad that we have ac there now so I, have, yeah. I, I can stay stay cool and climate controlled. Um, but Travis, I also alluded in the intro, episode 50. 
two episodes makes a makes a year and mm. the arbitrary beginning of season three of the print on demand <laughs> cast it is arbitrary. as we as we've discussed it means nothing it's like it's like <laughs> it the points on whose line is it anyway it just it means nothing to anybody <laughs> uh but it, but for us it marks uh the uh, a year and there will be some changes not mm-hmm. least of which is going to be aesthetically a little peek behind the curtain maybe a new logo maybe some new aesthetics what are your thoughts on the one year and are you excited i'm 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 pretty excited i i know um i mean it's just really cool that you know we've got an entire year mm-hmm. without missing a single wednesday release you know yeah. i i think that yeah. that says a lot um you know and i mean i don't want to break my arm and pat myself on the back but i mean it's it, there have been times when it's been like oh crap we still got to record or we have to edit oh, or yeah. i've got to yeah. change my schedule around to make sure you know we release it on the right day or whatever it is but um you know and we've obviously had a lot of things gone you know happen in this last last year i mean you you know you yeah. losing your father and uh yeah. you know q4 and just all of these different things but um you know i'll just say it i think we did a, a really good job kind of being consistent and um, yeah. you know hopefully that is you know, appreciated by our audience. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Um, but I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we've made it to a year, but I'm, I'm yeah. excited about kind of where we're going and, and yeah. the future of the print on demand cast. No, I agree, man. I think, I think a year is a good, a good benchmark to hit of consistency. Mm-hmm. And now it's just uh, trying to figure out how to, to grow it, you know, from here on out to grow the audience, yeah. to grow the interactions, to, to get more of the community doing stuff, you know, like launching a merch store, which we're going to do to hopefully get some stuff out there that people will like to wear. I think is funny. Uh, and hopefully they'll embrace the, the new, but yet retro vibe of, of the show as we go into a year and, and hopefully they'll enjoy the one year podcast, which, which now that I'm so close to left hand brewing, I think you and I need to just go grab a beer at some point and kind of plan what this one year episode is going to be like. We, we probably need to do that sooner than later too, because yes. it's literally two episodes away. <laughs> it's two weeks. It's two. We talk like we have a lot of time, but we do not. It, uh, it, is, it is pressing upon us. Well, uh, before we get into this week's main event, we don't have a point of interest because oh, hold your tears. There's an interview. Uh, I know you guys listening are sad that you won't hear the point of interest bumper for this week, but there is an interview and it's filled with lots of points of interest, but we would never deprive you of the newest segment of the show this week's dad joke of the week time for the weekly dad joke travis do you know where bad rainbows go no i I don't know where where do bad rainbows go Hmm. they go to prism but it's only a light sentence and that's this week's dad joke of the week I want to know how many people actually use these uh, in party water cooler scenarios and then take all the credit. Give it, give it some time, Josiah. Just, you know, just give it some time. These are going to go viral at some point. <laughs> yes. Let's hope. Let's hope that that's the case. But this week yeah. uh, we have an awesome uh, interview and an awesome guest with Brandon mm-hmm. O'Connor. He is a co-owner of cloud nine prints and they're Coloradan uh, here on the podcast this week. Uh, Travis, you know, Brandon a little bit. So mm-hmm. why don't you kind of uh, give a teaser of what the listener has to look forward to before we transition to this week's main event? Yeah. Brandon has a lot of experience. Um, he, he's young, you know, he's not, he's 
he's not like, you know, an old vet or anything, but he has a lot of experience just in <laughs> yeah. business and yeah. um, their company hasn't been around very long, but they've had just incredible success. And I, and I do attribute it to him and his partner, just a burning the midnight oil, just working sure. really, really hard, but also their business acumen. And so it's interesting yeah. kind of to hear um, somebody from, you know, we, last week we talked about generations, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I'm like the old guy in the interview, you know, re interviewing yeah. this young guy, but he's like giving me, you know, dropping nuggets that I'm like, wow, that's really insightful and uh, could potentially help my business. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to have our listeners, you know, uh, just kind of sit under Brandon O'Connor's learning tree uh, for an episode and, yeah. and just glean some of, some of his, his expertise. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of goes to show that just like in lots of lots of areas of life, age doesn't necessarily, you know, correlate to, you know, knowledge or experience. Right. I mean, you can you can get a lot. Of, and he's had so much experience that you and I don't have as far as in the design mm -hmm. and that in depth in the sales, which you guys will hear about in the interview. Uh, so we want to thank Brandon again for coming on the show and take you guys mm -hmm. this week right now to the main event, our interview with Brandon O'Connor. Travis, this week for our main event, we have Brandon O'Connor, which I think sounds like a really legitimate like boxer fighter name. Like you can mm, hear Michael yeah. Bob, Brandon O'Connor. So <laughs> we're gonna really hype up the intro for this here. Uh Brandon is the co-founder of Cloud Nine Prince right here in Denver. He first entered uh, the print design world in high school and then made an unlikely transition back into the space after college. Uh, I want to hear why it's unlikely. And we're going to mm. find out in the meat of this interview. He's recently been spending most of his time on the success of Cloud9 Prints. Please welcome to the Print on Demand cast, Brandon O'Connor. Brandon, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us. Absolutely. That was quite the intro. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, all the other guests are going to be jealous because they didn't get a Michael, a really poor Michael Buffer impression for their <laughs> intro to the front of the Yeah, before man, you even said that uh, the, my name potentially sounds like a boxer name, I was like, oh man, almost sounds like a fight intro or something. Pretty yeah, funny, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's the O'Connor. It's the Irish. Is I'm assuming it's of Irish descent, but it's, yeah, I think he, I think he could be yep. a fighter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, hi, maybe. Brandon. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. I know um, just so our listeners have a little context. I met you actually on Clubhouse. Um, kind of Clubhouse was the new cool thing, is the new <laughs> cool social media yeah. for a little while there, and everybody was jumping on. I don't know. I haven't been on Clubhouse in over a month now, but um, for a while there, I was going yeah. on a lot. I saw you a lot, and saw you were in Denver. I reached out to you on Instagram. We started chatting. I came to your shop. Um, you know and met you and, and your business partner. And we kind of spent some time just chatting. We've done a few, you know, projects together. You guys have sent me some business, um, you know, for different, different things. And we've bounced a lot of ideas off each other. It's been a really cool relationship. So I'm really glad you could come on the show and uh, kind of just give our audience some, some cool stuff to kind of, you know, grow their business. So um, let's just jump into, you know, the, the thing we always ask every guest that come on the, comes on the print on demand cast is like, what is your pod story? What's your POD story? So Josiah kind of hinted that in your intro. So we, you know, there's some yeah. interesting stuff here that we want to kind of dig into. So how did you get into the apparel industry, Brandon? 
Yeah, so um, basically I got the start in high school. I went to a technical school. So um, you pick a trade and basically you spend one week on and one week off in that trade. So um, half of the time I was in high school, I was learning graphic design. And the shop that I was in not only had a design lab, we also had a print area as well. So a lot different than what I do now, but um, you know, we would print like materials for the school and just like newspaper type stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess that gave me a little bit of familiarity and comfortability within the print space. And then that's where like the roots or the seeds got planted, I suppose. And if you told me when I graduated high school that I would be doing what I'm doing right now, I would have been like, ha, you're funny. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just would not have believed that in a million years. So um, yeah, ended up kind of transitioning back into the space with some of the coronavirus stuff that happened. I, you know, never really left, I suppose, on the design end. That's always something that I've kept up with just like throughout the years. But um, yeah, you know, we got into DTG and got into Cloud9. Um, It was right in March of 2020 kind of like when the pandemic began. And um, really my business partner and I, we lived with somebody who was doing drop shipping fulfillment and at a pretty high volume, actually, like he transformed our basement into like a fulfillment center. (laughs) So we like, we were doing 3PL like before cloud nine. Like I'll tell you that because (laughs) yeah, it's pretty funny actually. Um, So basically like when Corona started getting more real in the US um, and actually kind of before then, he just got like cut off from his suppliers in China like overnight. They were oh, like, wow. yeah, we're, we're not shipping to you anymore. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't know when this coronavirus stuff is gonna happen. So or, like when it's gonna end. And basically my business partner and I, we were like, okay, well, it's pretty clear that there's gonna be a demand for, you know, US-based apparel manufacturing. So. Mm. I had a little bit of background in DTG or not in DTG, but in printing. And I had known about DTG from just like some YouTube videos. And I was like, oh man, like maybe now's the time for, you know, getting back into the space. And yeah, we ended up pulling the trigger and that's, that's how things really began. That's awesome, man. That's, that's crazy. I didn't know. uh, I realized that this, you know, as soon as last year, as, as early as last year that you guys, had kind of pulled the trigger on cloud nine. Tell us a little bit about cloud nine. You know, how many employees, what kind of equipment are you running? I hear through the grapevine, Travis, that you guys have <laughs> 30, 70 over there. Uh, that I'm really <laughs> curious to see how that thing runs because I have printer envy and uh, what kind of products do you guys <laughs> currently fulfill? I mean, what, give us kind of the, the lowdown on, on cloud nine prints. Yeah. Um, so there, I guess there were a couple different questions there, but I'll just start off with like what we do and then I'll talk a sure. little bit more about the equipment and stuff. So basically our goal is to be an end-to-end print-on-demand uh, manufacturer. So really like we're willing to meet people at whatever point in the process they are. Um, you know, oftentimes that'll be, it's kind of like a plug and play thing for a Shopify store or maybe design work and web stuff needs to be done. Um, But really like the main focus of cloud nine and what we do on the day in and the day out um, is the print end of things. So Mm -hmm. we have two 3070s. We bought them both 
I'm trying to think it's been within like the last six months. So they're still pretty new um, into the shop and they are unreal. I mean, I could talk <laughs> about that like forever. Um, you know, we have a, a couple older machines as well. So we're actually capable of printing up to six shirts at a time. Um, but some of those are, you know, on the, the older machines, the quality is still great, but it's just the time is <laughs> pretty unbeatable <laughs> on the 3070s. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure we can talk more about that, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And you guys have a, uh, wh what's the brand name of your tunnel dryer that you guys have? And it's like a big, big tunnel dryer too. It's really wide, right? Yeah. It's the, uh, BBC Aeolus is the name of Aeolus. it. So it's yeah. like a, a 14 foot one. Um, and we kind of bought it with, I don't know, just like the future in mind. Cause mm -hmm. we could have bought a dryer that, you know, really would have maxed out at what our current, um, you know, printer threshold is, I guess, like of what we're mm -hmm. capable of producing. And we were like, nah, let's, let's get something that's a little bit bigger. Cause you know, mm -hmm. ideally we're going to get more printers and we're going to grow. Yeah. So we don't want to have to invest again and then get another dryer. Yeah. yeah. I think that's definitely kind of a, a golden nugget tip for our listeners, you know, I mean, we've talked about it here on the print on demand cast, but you know, you, you want to focus on, uh, you know, the best, I guess the best plans are like you, you plan now for where you want to be in five years, you know? And, sure. and if, if, if your budget allows for it, obviously you don't want to go, you know, I don't, I don't need a hundred thousand dollar, you know, tunnel dryer pre-treat system and all of that stuff um, right now. But if, if your budget allows for it, you know, buying kind of the next level up does make a lot of sense when you're, when you're planning out and you're trying to, you're trying to plan for where you want to grow, not just where you are now, it's where you want to be. Um, that's, that's really smart. And, and I, it sounds like it's really served you guys well, because when I came there, you didn't have those 3070s, you were still printing on those mm -hmm. old, those old DTG uh, machines. Yeah. And, and uh, you weren't using the capacity of your dryer, but now uh, it close. sounds like you're, you're like, you're perfect. It's like working out really well. Is that, is that right? Yeah, definitely. It's getting to the point where, I mean, like, there's no way we can fit another 3070 <laughs> in the, the space we're at right now. Um, so, I mean, we'd have to figure that out, but there's definitely still room on the dryer for sure. Like if we wanted wow. to, you know. It's crazy that, yeah, I, I honestly can't say enough good things about that dryer. It's been one of the best purchases. So that's super cool. So, um, a lot of our listeners sell on, you know, Amazon, Etsy, you know, Shopify, merch by Amazon, Redbubble, you know, a lot of kind of both seller of record and royalty only sites. Do you guys, does cloud nine actually, do you, do you own any kind of internet properties or any designs that you guys are selling um, out there in the marketplace, or are you strictly selling for other people or, or producing rather for other people? Yeah. So we actually do um, do some internal stuff. Um, most of it has been kind of just like internally generated brands on Shopify. So we haven't done as much of like Redbubble or Etsy um, or any of that stuff, <clears throat> but I will say like we have tried Um I think the issue that we've run into though, and I don't know if you guys could speak more on it, it's been tough for us to just dedicate like a lot of time to that area. So, you know, oftentimes mm -hmm. my business partner or myself would be like, 
oh man, we got like a bunch of designs. Why are we not throwing them up <laughs> on Redbubble or Etsy or whatever it is? Yeah. And it at the end of the day, it seems like it just comes down to the consistency of it. And, you know, it's yeah. tough for us right now to do it like every day with some of the other stuff we're doing. But I, I feel like there's so much potential there. And yeah, sure. I could speak more on that for sure. Yeah, I, I know for us, it's... um. I totally understand exactly what you're saying because there's really not enough time in the day to do all of the things, you know? And so I'm very happy that we had established ourselves kind of and had a workflow for adding, for creating and adding new designs to, you know, our different marketplaces before we got into like heavy production for other people. I think because we kind of had that first, it's remained and, and we're able to kind of you know, see that kind of move forward as we're growing in other areas. I think to add it now in the midst of like, you know, somebody just called me today and wants like 300 shirts and another person's calling me about, you know, a hundred mugs and all of this, you know, just kind of the, the, the everyday production fires that you're constantly putting out. Um, <laughs> it would be hard to really dedicate some time to, to focus on that workflow now. So I'm really glad we kind of did it early. Um, I don't know. How is it for you guys, Josiah? Because I know you guys also sell on some platforms too. Yeah, we sell on a lot of platforms, you know, Amazon and Etsy and Walmart. And it's coming to a point now too, where my, my business partner and I are having the same conversation of all of these designs that we have. Why don't we do something else with them or Redbubble or maybe start a Shopify store with these designs? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And, and it, and it does come down to like, okay, well, who is going to be put in charge of that? Because you and I have way too much on our plate. I'm yep. still finishing this, you know, yep. 12 ounce steak from last week and you're trying to heap on some mashed potatoes and I'm full. So it's like, <laughs> where's all this going to go? You know what I mean? Like yeah. who's going to, who's going to, who's going to be the, the head of it. We've got to bring someone in or hire it out or whatever. So it does, it, it's kind of like, you know, that shiny object syndrome too, that we talk about sometimes of like, yep. this could be a good idea, but is it going to benefit? Is it going to detract from the main goal, what we're doing right now, is that something we can put on the shelf and dust off and look at again later? It, 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 it's almost like there is no right answer, but there's right. a wrong one and you have to yep. uh, try your best to find which one it is. So uh, it, it's very much uh, a lot of the same. So right now you said you, you, you're doing some are predominantly fulfilling for other people. So talk about what makes you guys a fit or what makes you personally a fit for the POD business and what skills, uh, Brandon, do you bring to the table? We talked about some design. Maybe we can dive into that a little bit more, but what skills do you feel you bring to the table for, for the print-on-demand game? Yeah, honestly, so I think there's a couple things. Um, one, the design thing for sure. So just like mm -hmm. having that background with yeah, Photoshop nice. and Illustrator. Like I was so blessed, honestly, in high school because – I got the chance to learn like the entire Adobe suite. So um, even well, down yeah. to like flash animation and like video editing and wow. all that stuff. Um, I actually still do like a lot of that type of stuff now. Was that something that so. you just kind of a sidebar? Was that something that you just took the class just because it was available or were there areas of interest that you, the reason you learned the entire Adobe suite, what was the kind of the impetus behind you taking the class that made you or allowed you to learn all of that? Yeah. So like, honestly, it's funny that you guys asked that question because there's just so much personally that I feel like makes me a good fit for like print on demand. Yeah. Um, really 
why I learned a lot of that stuff in high school was just because of what I was doing with skiing at the time. Um, so I was like a sponsored skier by um, like Monster, GoPro, like a couple of big wow. ones actually. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I was. Never I've like seen a, a couple of your Instagrams. Uh, I've seen a couple of those Instagrams, and you're pretty freaking awesome, man. I'm. I must say, <laughs> you got some appreciate skills. that. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it was just like because of that, I had to make videos all the time, and like mm -hmm. that was one of the main requirements of mm -hmm. like being a sponsored skier at the time was putting out edits, and then it was also like doing competitions and stuff. But um, so I wasn't really taught honestly um mm. the video aspect like that is something that i 100 had to go out of my way to learn but sure. i wouldn't have had the avenue to do so like i wouldn't have had access to premiere or after effects mm. without being in the spot i was so wow, that's cool. that's awesome the, the only the reason i ask that is it's just fascinating to me sometimes you know, as we, as we go through life and we pick up these different tools to put in our tool belt, these different skills that for that are serving a certain purpose at the moment. But then as you continue through life like yourself and you you come upon the DTG, the POD business model in the game, and you have that to bring to the table because of something that you decided to invest in for a completely different purpose originally. Yeah. Yeah. But now, now you have those tools at your disposal to help grow this business when in high school, like you said, you would have had no grid for what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not I was going to say, um, so I know something about Brandon that like our listeners are going to be shocked to find out. So oh, <laughs> at least I feel like they will. I mean, based on our conversation so far, it's like, yeah, I was a graphics designer. I was sponsored skier. I did all this stuff. And then you went to school. Got the hair to match now too. Yeah. And you got, yeah, you got the cool <laughs> hair. You got, you know, you got the cool hat, you know, the V-neck cool, you know, all, you know, you totally are like playing this part really well of this oh, cool <laughs> print guy, you know, and then you went, but you went to college for, was it for, for sales basically? Or what, what did you go to college for? And then yeah. tell everybody, you know what I'm talking about, because I know where you worked after you got out of college and that's going to show you. <laughs> so share that story yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So I went to school, uh, university of New Hampshire while I was there. I initially actually, um, was like a business undeclared major for like, uh, I think a year and a half. But I'll tell you what, I didn't really like accounting class. So I was like, you know, um, I don't think the You're business school is here. Yeah, I had to pass. It was like my such school required. Yeah, it, well, it was like three different <laughs> levels of accounting that you had to pass in order to get a degree in yeah, any aspect no. of the business school. And I was like, well, do I really have to do like all of this to still, you know, do what I want, get what I want out of school? So I ended up being a communication major, um, which honestly, like I learned a lot of stuff that kind of helps me now because mm -hmm. it wasn't really just talking about communication back and forth. It was like online communication and stuff like that, looking at how, um, you know, web behavior was going to change and grow and all mm -hmm. that type of stuff. But <clears throat> I guess really to get back to the, the root of the question, um, at the same time, I had gotten a sales job at Verizon when I was a freshman in college <clears throat> and it just like opened my eyes to a completely different world <laughs> that I did not know existed. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, like sales is it. Like, this is what I got to do. So um, there were like 
there was a sales club at my school. There were sales competitions and all of that good stuff. So basically from when I was a sophomore on, um, I was doing like extracurricular, whether it was like actual sales competitions or doing stuff within sales club or like working sales internships or all that stuff. So yeah, that was like what I was doing throughout college. And then once I graduated, um, <laughs> so actually I interned there while I was in college too. Um, when I was a junior going into my senior year, I interned at IBM as a sales intern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a 12 week program, I think. I guess I did good enough to get offered the job. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously, like I, I put in effort, but it was a pretty competitive program. And um, yeah, I ended up getting offered the job after school. So um, when I graduated, I ended up working in sales at IBM for it was almost two years. It was like a year and three quarters, I think. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that was what I was doing right up until Cloud9 began. So that's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about, so that was, you know, that was the thing. I mean, no one would have thought, you know, based on what you're doing now and kind of the story up till then that, you know, I was a graphics kid. I was a, you know, I was a snowboard or, or a skier, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're working at IBM, you know, I mean, that seems, it's very white collar. It's totally kind of a shift from maybe, you know, a perception that somebody would have of a guy who runs a print shop and wears, you know, cool hat and has long hair. <laughs> um, so I, I'm yeah. wondering, like, um, I'm wondering just like how that kind of um, that experience has helped you in cloud nine. And, and, and can you speak to that? Like how that sales training and that sales experience has, has kind of helped you um, in the print on demand space. Honestly, a crazy amount. Um, Hmm. so like the, the program that I went through with IBM is what was known. I don't know if it still exists, honestly, post pandemic, but it was a thing for years before it's called global sales school. So basically, um, you know, for about like the first six months of the position, it's very, very, uh, training intensive focused. So like we were, you know, basically just spending time with people that had been selling with IBM for 20, 30 years or even more in some cases and just trying to learn from them and then pitch to them and get criticized and, you know, hear about the ways we should be doing it. So um, honestly, it was just crazy to learn from what was on it, like hundreds of years of combined experience in one room between all of those people. Um, so it's really been like that. I don't think cloud nine would be like doing what we're doing right now if it wasn't for some of that. Like, I don't know if I would have some of the confidence that I do or just some of the like ability sales wise that I do, um, without that. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You feel, so you feel like it's helped you land clients potentially or at least kind oh my of God. close yeah. the sale so to speak you know and and kind of get them on board yeah no doubt about it honestly and That's not crazy. even just from that aspect like in my opinion really what's hard for most people isn't <clears throat> necessarily closing the sale because you can do that a lot of times just through you know showing that you know what you're talking about and you have a reputable business and all these different Mm -hmm. things. Like you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to know how to close anything. Um, 
I mean, it, it comes in handy, but really where I'm going with that is just the aspect of like prospecting, honestly, mm, and okay. reaching out and following up and a lot of the sure. general business etiquette type stuff um, is mm. really like what I think has helped me the most. That's cool. No, that's, that's really good. I, um, man, we could probably do a whole like podcast series on like business etiquette <laughs> and like sales just in general and like how to, yeah. you know, keep, keep track of your potential leads and like the, you know, just following up and just all those things that you just mentioned. Yeah. The, or, and, you know, the organizational side of, of it can, yeah. can be a monster sometimes. Cause like you said, it's easy to, to reach out and to, you know, prospect, but then, you have to remember who you reached out and when's the last time and where the conversation was left. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's systems and stuff that you need to have in place for sure. That would be a pretty fascinating, actually. Uh, do, you, do you guys, series. do you guys use a CRM? And if so, what, what is it a CRM for POD or is it something else that you guys just kind of knew about and just use it? Yeah. Million dollar question. I want a CRM very badly. <laughs> we, we don't have one as of right now. Um, but <clears throat> kind of going back to like what I was talking about uh, a little bit earlier with some of the IBM stuff is like mm -hmm. when I was there, they went through a process of switching CRMs. So for a little while, um, and God, if anybody heard that from the company, like they'd probably hate me saying this but like we were keeping track of stuff like manually for a little while so when i was like okay well like i want to start selling for cloud nine like what am i gonna do i was just like oh yeah like remember <laughs> like when you were doing all that manually Perfect so I, experience. I just yeah so i just did the same wow. stuff and i got a bunch of google sheets built out and yeah like you guys said i mean geez that's probably a whole episode like within its <laughs> yeah. own thing so that's super cool. <laughs> well, okay. So you talked about obviously, you know, the sales experience with IBM and, and stuff, but you also have this, you know, kind of unique um, set of skills when it comes to like Adobe designing and, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and all that stuff. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, before we press record kind of you enjoy and have ex a lot of experience designing specifically for like t-shirts, and so I'm wondering, you know, in an effort to, again, kind of give something to the audience that just to consider in their own business, can you kind of maybe put into words um, what makes a good T-shirt design versus what makes a bad T-shirt design? And maybe just one or two examples of, of that, because I know it's hard to like say something you know, audibly when you're trying to kind of, <laughs> and we're talking about a, you know, a visual representation of that thing. So, so do your best. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, at the beginning of that question made me think about it. I actually got asked by a potential client today, like how many t-shirt designs I've done <laughs> individually. And oh, wow. uh, I had never thought about it, but I'm like, oh my God, like it's gotta be over. I think 10,000 probably wow. over the course of my entire life. Like I would think. So I've been yeah. doing, you know, design since I was like 13. So um, yeah, it's just crazy. But to get back to the root of the question, um, really the first thing that pops into my head, a lot of t-shirt designs contain text. So, mm -hmm. you know, just like the one big thing in my eyes that you can tell um, you know, somebody kind of knows what they're doing versus somebody who may be a little bit more green or a little bit more of a rookie is like 
being willing to bold the text, italicize the text, space the text, whether it's making the, the words closer or <clears throat> the spaces in between words messing with that or um, mm-hmm. like letting and kerning. Yeah, just like there's so many different ways that you can play with text that I don't think get explored enough. And mm. that's probably what I would say. Okay. No, that's a good, that's a, I mean, that's excellent. Cause I yeah. do think you go on, you go on Amazon or you go on Merch by Amazon or, you know, Etsy or whatever. And you see a lot of Ariel, you know, <laughs> you know, or just whatever. And it's not necessarily that Ariel is bad, but maybe the use of Ariel could be changed up a little bit. Like you're talking about with the kerning and, you know, kind of the spacing of the the letters or the lines between, you know, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that's a, that's Helvetica a good too. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite though is com- Comic Sans. So you know we don't have enough Comic Sans in our life. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so Brandon, tell us a little bit about man about you know you as Cloud Nine as a print provider. What makes you different? Uh, what sets you apart? If people out there are looking for a, a print-on-demand provider for their store or dropship or something like that, what and like your elevator pitch, right? What what makes you stand out from from the rest of the POD suppliers out there? Yeah, so I think I alluded to it a little bit at the beginning, but really, like we are a true end-to-end print-on-demand supplier. So there's kind of like five different stages that I think of it almost. First would be designing the actual apparel. We can obviously do that, um, yeah. you know, from front to back. Then is kind of like setting up a marketplace. We can do that as well, whether it's like web design or, um, you know, whatever it might be there. Once things are ready to launch, we help on the marketing side as well. So like we'll put together promo videos and like actual like professional mm-hmm. photos and all that stuff to promote the store. And then from there, it's uh, the printing and the fulfillment. So like no matter where you are in the state, like in the steps, like it doesn't matter to us, you know, if you want to just like plug and play with a different POD provider or if you need something that's like a fully custom solution that's built out, you know, we can meet you wherever you are. So. And do you build out that custom solution? Like if they're looking for a website or if someone wants to have a Shopify set up, you offer that service as well, or do they have to have a pre-existing you know, Shopify account before you can make something happen. Yeah, 100%. So like we, um, I mean, we'll build stuff out from scratch, like 100% for people. So yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times like we'll, you know, I guess just have ideas like thrown our way by people being like, oh yeah, like I would love this on a shirt or like, can I see this on a shirt (laughs) or whatever it might be. So um you know, we have other designers on the team now too. Like Cloud9 has grown a little bit from the beginning. So it's sure. not just me anymore doing it, which is awesome. But um, so, you know, someone on the team will take the project and kind of get things going there. And once things are all set on the, the merchant, then we can build out of stores like front to back. Travis has seen, I think, some of the, the work that we've done on that end. So, nice. yeah. I'm just wondering, awesome. like, what you're saying is it sounds amazing, but um, like, how do you make sure that all of that work that you're putting in to, you know, a potential client, you know, hey, you're, we're going to build all your designs, we're going to make your Shopify store, we're going to create all this marketing material, 
but it's still up to them to actually, you know, promote it to their audience or, or somehow sell it to the masses or you're not Mm -hmm. making any money on the print side of it. So how do you vet those clients and how do you kind of decide who's worthy of that investment? Or are you just like, here's our rate to do this. And I don't care if you ever sell a shirt because I made my money on the shirts or on the design (laughs) of the t-shirts and the design of the shop. How does that work? Yeah. So honestly, like I tell this to people and I'm not really sure if they believe me. (laughs) Like sometimes (laughs) I'm like, like, you know, um, but we actually are like kind of selective about who we work with, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Initially, like a couple months ago, even if you asked that question, I think I would have had a different answer. Um, But, you know, like not to say that we won't work with smaller or local companies because we do that stuff literally all the time. Um, But with that being said, like when, you know, and Travis, like I'm comfortable talking about some of this stuff, like, um, you know, one of the people that we are working with now has been um, some of the Cyrus family. So it's just like when we have clients that are also of that size, we are definitely uh, just like, I don't know, thinking of where should we be spending our time and what's actually most valuable for us to be doing. So, um, you know, it's actually been like kind of interesting trying to figure that out over the last couple months and just being like, okay, like how do we mix in like smaller and more local stuff? And just like, because we don't, we have really great rates and we offer great, you know, services and everything. And we don't want to be turning away people just because of like their size. That's not fair, you know? Mm, sure. So it's trying to walk that fine line. Basically. So you still haven't, you you don't necessarily have like the answer for that question yet. You're, you're kind it's, of in the midst of defining that answer and figuring that out for your guys, right. for your company. Yeah, honestly, like it's kind of, you know, print on demand is just like a, a crazy world. It's still in the infancy <laughs> and there's so many different ways that you can kind of just like attack the game if you want to put it yeah. that way. Like you mm-hmm. can choose to do, you know, all internal stuff. Like we could have honestly do the same exact like services that we do right now, but just do them for mm-hmm. cloud nine. Like we could be like, okay, well, like we're just going to create our own in-house merch mm-hmm. stores and like do the sure. design, do the web design, do like, you know? Um, so it's just trying to figure out what avenue you actually want to work within and yeah, just kind of run with it. Hmm. Cool. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Go ahead, Travis. Well, I was just going to say, let's, let's jump in, Josiah, let's jump in and ask him some of the, some of the magic, magic questions. The magic questions. So these are the questions that <laughs> we didn't tell him that we were going to ask him. Oh, so, yes. The hot yeah. seats. The hot Cue seats. He wants to be a millionaire theme song. <laughs> uh, okay. So Brandon, so first one I'll ask, and then Josiah can follow up the one. Tell us about a time when something happened in your business that felt like a failure. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Yeah, honestly, there's a couple that I can talk about. <laughs> and before I even answer, I guess I'll say failure is not a bad thing. Failure is actually a very good thing, like in my mind, because one, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And really, at the end of the day, it's the lessons that you learn and the changes that you make based on them. Mm-hmm. Like no one's perfect. It's all part of learning. Um, really, the one thing that I would probably point to as like an overarching, I wasn't thrilled about 
Um, <laughs> so I love the way you I, phrase that, a very diplomatic yeah. way to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have much experience like hiring people before Cloud Nine or interviewing people or anything like that. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. I had never really been in like a managerial position or anything like that, and you know had to do any of those processes. So when we were first bringing onto the you know people onto the team for Cloud Nine. It was like, oh, okay, like, you know, I think this person could be a good fit, X, Y, Z. Um, and honestly, at the beginning of it, like, our turnover definitely was not great. Um, it was only like a few employees. We learned very quickly, but, um, you know, that's the one thing that I can say for sure felt like a failure because it just like mm -hmm. the, the tasks that we had in mind, like, weren't getting done. And then there was one instance in particular where somebody that we had helping us out with fulfillment, it just wasn't working out. And, um, you know, like my business partner and I ended up spending the weekend in there packing packages, which isn't the end of the world, but it's just like, sure. I would like to not be doing that. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so this question we like to refer to as the crystal ball question uh, if you could put on uh, your hat and and peer into the future, uh, what do you think the future of print on demand is? In if you had to take a guess, and we're going to hold you to it and follow up in ten years. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking on a ten year scope here. Sure, ten. Sure, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll go with that. Okay. Um, honestly, a lot of people probably aren't going to like me saying this. That maybe are based in like the printing industry. Uh, it's apparent to me that DTG and print on demand uh, have taken big steps within like kind of the last two years, honestly. Sure. Um, and just like machines have taken big leaps. Quality in terms of printing has taken yep. big leaps. The cost of production is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a lot of things that have changed and I definitely will not say that DTG is the same quality as screen printing right now. But if you're looking on a 10 year scale, hmm. like I wouldn't be surprised at all if DTG is more of the commonplace compared to screen printing um, hmm. or something like that, just because of quick setup, you know, obviously sure. you don't have to deal with mixing ink, any of that type of stuff, no burning screens. Hmm. Yep. Like I think that, not to say like, and also one kind of random thing that's making me think about too, DTG almost has like a bad rep for fast fashion. I think a lot of that <clears throat> is based in the choice of garment. Like if you use good quality garments, like your prints are going to last and they're going to hold up. Um, mm. And that's something that we've really learned, you know, since the beginning, because we didn't know that initially. And yeah. that's something else that I think like, you know, in the long run, the quality of DTG is only going to get better. And it is kind of there on some garments already. So, yeah, I, I feel like we need to get Brandon and Cole Lundstrom in the same room and just have them duke it out, you know, yes. DTG versus screen printing and bam, bam, bam. I think you guys, it'd, it'd be awesome. Get that yeah. debate going. We, we need to have a ever... battle royale. If we ever have a print on demand cast conference or some kind of POD conference, I think we could set that debate up. We could. That would be super fun. That'd be great. That'd be All great. right. One, one last question for you, Brandon. Um, 
if you had to start all over and you lost all of your current contacts, which I mean, honestly, you know, you guys started last year, so it's not, (laughs) so it's probably hasn't changed a whole lot, but I'm just curious, what would you do first? So you don't have any equipment, you don't have any of your contacts, um, but you're kind of, you want to do POD again. What would you do? What's your first step? You know, I think it would change a lot, actually. I guess, like, one thing that um, I guess you said there, so, like, I don't start with any equipment in this scenario. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you lost it all. You've lost lost nothing. All right. So, (laughs) truthfully, I would probably go the route of creating more content simultaneously with prospecting. Because what I think that we've realized right now, um, okay, so at the root of the question, one, in my eyes, unless you have, like, if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. So that's one. Um, So prospecting and then mixed with um, content, the reason why I say that is because we don't have a lot of content out there right now. And one thing that I think inhibits us is like, I'll reach out to people being like, oh, like, I'm Brandon and we've worked with, you know, X, Y, Z or done like whatever project. And I feel like people yeah. will look me up on YouTube or, you know, wherever it might be. And there's just like not very much out there. Um, if I had to start all over, I would, you know, just go back into hardcore prospecting, but then at the same time, create content that goes hand in hand with that talking about print on demand and what it is and, why you should be interested and why it can help you all those different things. So sure. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. I like that. I thought you were going to swerve us there for a second and say, if you lost everything, you'd probably just go into screen printing. I branded, you just said (laughs) screen printing (laughs) was going to be dead in 10 years. And you also gave, you gave me a better word for, you know, finding clients prospecting. It beats the hell out of the term uh, headhunting. So I'm going to change my <laughs> vernacular immediately. So you've already you've done you've done a million favors already. So um, and it. that's awesome. Thank you so much for for taking time to uh, hop on and, and be a part of the show. Before we go, uh, let people know where they can find Cloud Nine uh, online, social media, where they can find you. Because apparently, there's some pretty badass ski pictures out there that need to be seen. So <laughs> plug yeah. plug all of the social media's business personal. Uh, And then we'll kind of uh, wrap up this portion of the show. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to find me personally on Instagram, that's where I use like most social media. It's O'Connor.Brandon. I've been thinking about changing that because honestly, people think my name is Connor sometimes. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm like, maybe I should change that. Uh, But as of right now, it's O-C-O-N-N-O-R.Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N. On Instagram, and if you want to follow Cloud9, because that's where more, I guess, of the print action and all that type of stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Cloud9 Prints, and it's like the number nine um, on Instagram. So that's where you find us. Yep. I appreciate awesome. you guys having me. By the way, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah man. I I follow you on uh, both of those, and um, guys, Brandon puts out a lot of a lot of cool content puts on or puts out some stuff like uh, like cool prints that they're doing and little videos here and there. And, um, you know, even 
even just to kind of steal some of his ideas, I think you should follow him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of them on there up for the taking. <laughs> yes, I I'm, I'm following right now. Uh, no, we, I need to uh, you know next time Travis uh, makes his way your direction, I'd love to join and see your facility. Uh, yeah. kind of jewel over the 3070 a little bit and then uh, collect myself and come back. So I think it'd be great uh, to meet you in person <laughs> as well, Brandon. So uh, thank you again for taking time to come on the show and uh, we'll have to do this again soon, man. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me, guys. Seriously, yeah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. There you have it, folks. Brandon O'Connor or Brandon O'Connor. I feel like I'm... <laughs> Uh, the the bad Michael Buffer impression, man. I really really enjoyed this interview with Brandon. Such a nice guy. Very you can tell down to earth, um, mm-hmm. willing to share so much knowledge. I really want to follow up with him on that sales idea and doing a series of podcasts on that yeah. because I think I think that would really help uh, our listeners, regardless of what stage they're in in the, in the print on demand uh, journey. At some point, you're mm-hmm. going to come into a scenario where you're going to need to learn how to a prospect. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. I think that'd be a really great uh, topic. And also I liked how we touched on the, the idea of past experiences, preparing you for your present endeavors right now, him going, doing mm-hmm. graphics in high school and it coming into play now in his life when he wasn't really intending it to be in that purpose. So man, so much good stuff, Travis, what, what stood out to you uh, when we were chatting with Brandon? Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously had a little bit of a, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I knew him already. Uh, so we've done yeah. some stuff and, and I've helped him with, you know, some, some of the things that they don't fulfill, helping some of their clients have other options and stuff like that. Yeah. So we've kind of, we've been in contact a lot and I've just love his business mind. You know, we were talking about maybe doing something in the Denver area, just as kind of a, um, you know, like some trainings and some like, you know, just with some other people that are in the POD space, um, you know, just talking about like, like you mentioned, like with sales and, and and just kind of how to's of, you know, creating your own business, creating listings even on different sites, you know, just kind of the whole gamut. And um, so we've had a lot of, you know, interactions like that. And so, I mean, specifically from this episode, I just think it was cool to kind of allow him to kind of just share some of his experiences and how they, you know, how they're totally different from your experiences or my experiences. And yet here, here we all, there are three different printing companies within, you know, an hour of each other (laughs) in the same city. And we're all, you know, relatively successful um, in our kind of in our own lanes and in different ways, but we're, we're doing very similar things. I, I just think that's cool because I remember uh, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about some of the things we wished we'd known when we started. And one of those yeah. points was, you know, we're not competition. <laughs> you sure. and I are not competition. Brandon is sure. not our competition. And I think that to me kind right. of just uh, like having him on the show today kind of just reiterated that point that, um, you know, we're not competition with each other. There is a synergy when we get together and we share ideas and we share stories and we share experiences and um, it, it, it can do nothing but help us individually build our businesses when we collectively help each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think it'd be awesome to do, you know, um, I know a lot of places have kind of business round tables where once a mm. month or there, there was some of that, uh, even in the Amazon seller space, once a month that they get together for a lunch or for a dinner yeah. and then everyone can come together, share ideas, catch up, break bread, you know, just interface, have fun, and then share some business ideas or what's going on or what's some roadblocks because, you know, there, there is, you know, with the number of people, there's sound counsel there, right? So you're going to get a lot of good ideas, a lot of good counsel from everyone yeah. in the room. Um, so I think it'd be really cool to do, you know, something to that effect where it's like a, a print on demand or a print industry locally in the area, uh, kind of round table deal uh, would be really, really cool to see happen. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Let's, uh, let's do it. Let's do something this, you know, I don't know, soon after our 52nd yeah. episode. Yes. After not, let's plan that first. How about that? <laughs> after we're one year old. We will then okay. transition to do uh, something with with kind of that roundtable vibe. But I'm very excited for that. Very excited for the 52nd episode, the beginning mm-hmm. of season three, which, as you heard in the intro, means nothing. But to us, it is significant. So it is therefore significant to you. So the 52nd episode coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, Travis, <laughs> anything else before we wrap this up? Put a bow on it and send it. Nope. On. Nope, not at all. I think it was a great episode. I really enjoyed having Brandon on. And uh, again, thanks to him for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Brandon. Be sure to follow him on social media. Check out those gnarly ski pictures that they're talking (laughs) about. Follow Cloud9 Prince for awesome insights and behind the scenes steal ideas uh, as well. So (laughs) And when you're you're following things and, and doing stuff on the social media platforms, please Join the Facebook group, penundamancast.com slash Facebook. Uh, There's lots of stuff coming your way uh, that we're really excited about. And the Facebook group is the place to see it and to take part and to get first access to everything print on demand cast uh, as we mark this one year. And as always, please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating because we asked you to, and you could even say that in the comments that you were specifically solicited to leave a five-star comment. And we (laughs) are going to appreciate that, but it helps the algorithms and it makes us Mm -hmm. feel warm and fuzzy inside to see all of those five (laughs) stars there on those rating reviews. And as always, you guys already know that wherever there are podcasts available, the POD cast is there for you. So for Travis, I'm Josiah. We will see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week. Yeah, go ahead. She doesn't she doesn't like our our podcasting. She's like, she's like oh god, shut up. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs>